Simplify your federal agency's technology procurement with Connection Public Sector Solutions. Connection's dedicated account managers, commitment to exceptional customer service, and extensive catalog of federal contracts make IT purchases quick, easy, and affordable. Turn your challenges into opportunities and get rid of your technology pain points with Connection today. Learn more about what's possible with Connection Public Sector Solutions at connection.com slash fedcontracts. HD Smartcast. You are listening to a Live Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello and a very warm welcome to everybody. I am Shreya Agrawal and welcome to another episode of Startup Diaries. At a time we're talking about economic slowdown, there are some quarters in the economy which are actually showing superlative growth. Which are these spaces or areas? I'm talking about disruptive economy or the new economy here. When you have auto companies actually coming on phone talking to the government about giving them stops, you have Ola's in the world like making sort of noise. When you have real estate companies reeling in insolvency and debt crisis, you have Oyo's of the world not necessarily making only noise in the low. front but also making a name for themselves globally of course i have with me ritesh agrawal who's actually made decacon out of india for oyo ritesh thank you for talking to us thank you so much shreya for uh, <laughs> having me here i'm really looking forward to this <laughs> thank you uh, you know i think what really i'm seeing especially in the investment landscape really is that you have this traditional investors who are so seduced by this disruption of the new economy landscape that they're actually trying to understand the playbook of investing in these companies loss making but high growth a unique event happened in india of course was that you tried to consolidate your ownership in oyo and while we have seen these transactions globally it was kind of unprecedented in india you know and concerns were raised that you know promoter financing especially for loss making company who really is backstopping this i want to understand from you that if you could give me some sense or semblance that when were the seeds of gaining control really was sown in your mind and how did this all come about so shreya first off thank you so much for having me here i am really excited to talk about the three <laughs> questions that were packaged into one let me start by talking about companies such as ours i think from our view we think that investing in the future is absolutely fine until our building send us cash to the corporate office and we've seen that on a year on year basis not only do we operate our buildings profitably at a building level we've also seen that our ebitda has improved by 50% on a year on year basis we are a private company but we still issue our annual reports every year as you may have seen so every year oyo issues an annual report online that you can just search by saying OYO annual report and we talk about our revenues our operating losses our potential margins at a building level and so on so i believe to the extent companies are investing in building one a business which is sustainable and second they're investing in the long term with a clear path of operating efficiency i believe value is there to be created sure specifically about the question on uh, the potential uh, you know management purchase that we are talking about i think there are two parts to this story i started my company uh, you know at a time when i was right out of high school sure uh, the potential resources i had were very limited uh, even my parents did not know i was starting the company uh, so from that time 
came on uh, and I raised my first round of capital by giving away double digit ownership while raising only $40,000. That's the day one. Ever since, I always kept thinking that is there a way for me to double down my belief in the company that I'm, um, uh, you know, I don't know if, um, you know, important, but, you know, uh, definitely a, a, a part of and, and some something that I genuinely believe in. And I think uh, with that perspective, uh, the last few months is when I first started thinking about it. Mm -hmm. I'm very thankful that I had the ability to sort of be able to uh, try and get the resources. Uh, but of course, it is not done yet. We have signed the binding documents, but we uh, still uh, are waiting for the regulatory approvals. Once the regulatory approval is done, I'll be able to give you much more depth information about it. <laughs> Interesting, but what were the concerns like perhaps from the investors? I'm sure both who are buying in and who are the existing investors give us some sense there, you know, they must have raised some concerns or questions when we discussed this proposal with them. Sure, look, I think the first time I brought this up, most of the people looked at me and felt that I was just not serious. <laughs> uh, uh, because uh, generally this is not a conversation you expect to have when you're speaking to your shareholders. But then I explained them the reason and the rationale for it. And I think initially people said, that look this company is growing so quickly that we'd love to be shareholders for a longer term rather than selling a part to you but then I explained that you know this makes me feel more comfortable about the conviction I'm demonstrating in the company and I'm very thankful to Lightspeed and Sequoia who um, demonstrated in the faith in saying that well if this is what makes you feel more excited and and um, you know makes you feel that you're doubling down your belief in the company we will support you because when we came in um, you know you, uh, you know we supported you with our our capital. I think it's our responsibility to do the other way around. And I think uh, in the many years to come, uh, our relationship will possibly go deeper with the other ownership that they have in our company. Interesting. You're talking about investors and ownership. You know, it is often talked about investor circles that you really share a deep relationship with Masayashi Son. And his SoftBank Vision Fund too actually has made him a very powerful tech investor in the world with what he's doing. I want to understand from you that how have you been able to crack that equation with him. How does Masa think? How do you think? You think there's some convergence in how these great minds think, which is why there's some synergy and this camaraderie chemistry is there. So look, I think uh, some, I feel some people overstated. We are one of the portfolio companies of SoftBank Vision Fund. They probably have a hundred. We are of course happy that we are a high performance company uh, and we like performing in our mission. We like performing in, um, you know, the, the, the guidances that we uh, issue. But I think uh, that's that's it. I mean, we are, we are you know, uh, we are one more portfolio company. But that said, I think I feel that Sonsan is one of the most uh, innovative as well as one of the most impactful, uh, not, I would not limit it to investor, I would say thinkers and problem solvers of our generation. And I'm truly inspired by him. And I have been inspired right from the time uh, when we raised capital from SoftBank back in the day when we were just in a couple of cities. Uh, and and uh, we're a small company then relative to today. Uh, and, and of course, uh, it's been a fantastic ride ever since. I would like to share two things that have been very special in this relationship. The first one is that SoftBank Vision Fund, like Sequoia, Lightspeed, Green Oaks, um, you know, Airbnb, multiple shareholders in our company have always said that this is a management driven company and we let the management drive uh, most of the execution. And I think the second one is 
their ability to add real value. Every shareholder on our board uh, group sort of says that how can we add more value. So whether it is Munish or Mark Schwartz, who are the two board members we have, they're constantly thinking how can we support OYO more. I think that kind of thinking is what entrepreneurs need to be able to create a very impactful uh, company in the many years to come. Specifically about Masa, I think that uh, Sonsen, uh, you know, uh, has been an innovative entrepreneur. He's backed some amazing companies in our generation. I feel personally uh, that, you know, uh, Sonsen would spend time with almost all the portfolio companies every quarter. And he, of course, spends time with us as well as a part of that. Uh, but the inputs that we receive then are ones that when we come back, we think about those inputs as being uh, transformative for our business in the years to come. Give us some specific examples, perhaps three inputs or three key learnings that you've had. I, I will share only one because a lot of them are trade secrets. <laughs> so I'll share just one. I think one of the interesting perspectives is that um, earlier when we used to, um, you know, look at markets. We used to think that India is a market that we operate in and if you remember we launched Malaysia and Malaysia was incrementally growing. Mm. Now it's growing very aggressively. I think you know once I met Son Sen and I said that I would like to launch China and many years later once we are able to make enough resources out of India. So he said that makes sense. How much capital do you have on the balance sheet? We already had I think 150 or 200 million dollars. So he said you have this capital on the balance sheet. You want to go launch China. If I were you and you know I'm not saying that you should do it because you're the leader and your company and the management makes the decisions but if you and your management feel that this is something you want to try and do you should take 50 million dollars for instance and try and see if you can make a positive difference in China. And I think a lot of times when you're so busy on the daily execution, being able to take that step back and say that, well, why can't I take 25% of the balance sheet for one of the biggest markets in the world and try and see if we can make a positive difference there. I think these kind of abilities of making calculated risks by taking a step back is something that not just him, I feel that um, even Rajiv and, and the broader uh, SoftBank Vision Fund family uh, is very special in and something that not just me, uh, other entrepreneurs like Policy Bazaar, which they spend time with, or for instance, Paytm, which you know they spend quite a bit of time with, would also uh, share as, as uh, very, very positive outcomes. This was a Live Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast. I'm Annie Apple and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.